Hey guys. Hey guys. Yeah. So it's been it's been a while. Uh, lots of stuff going on. So you're probably saying, why sit on your ass for two months and you got nothing to talk about? Nothing going on? Nothing in the news? Disclosure's not just imminent. Right around the corner. Got whistleblowers. <laughs> we have crash retrieval programs. Nothing? No? Not interested? No? Well, let me go back two months ago. I uh, wasn't feeling good one day and uh, noticed I was uh, a little confused. <laughs> um, I uh, was trying to jot down some notes and uh, I couldn't write. So I thought I should uh, maybe go to the doctor. So I got up from my desk and I went to the uh, office elevator and uh, I couldn't push the button to get back down to the ground level. I just couldn't like uh, my uh, pointer finger wasn't going where I wanted it to go. I thought that's strange. So. I got in my car and drove to the emergency room. Uh, shortly thereafter, they told me, uh, you had a stroke. Something you never want to have a doctor tell you. But even with that said, it could have been so much worse. The doctor could have said, I'm an emergency doctor. I'm Dr. Stephen Greer. I'm the founder of the Disclosure Project. should do it um my um family and doctors thought it'd be a good idea for me to continue with you know things i like to do and this is going to be a, a good way it's a, it's a therapy physical therapy or occupational therapy speech therapy whatever type of therapy this is it's making me uh, flex some of those muscles in my head you know to uh to produce something like this so I'm all in um, to set the table. I had 
gone out to Houston in May to attend the the um, Archives of the Impossible conference. It was uh, just a week after I had released the first episode in my podcast, um, which went over great. I want to thank everybody that sent me stuff saying that they enjoyed it or that they were inspired by it to share their own stories as an experiencer. Um, that's really insane. I never, ever, ever, ever would have thought I would be a part of that um, for anyone. So thank you. Uh, it's really cool. Um, so I went out to Houston. Um, I met a bunch of friends. Uh, people that I know from the uh, the experiencer group. Um, you know, let me just say, I hear often experiencers talk about, you know, how do you bring it up with somebody that you're an experiencer or how do you find out if anybody else would be open to talking? Because everybody wants to talk. Everybody wants to hear from other people. People want to share their stories with other experiencers um and i could say you know find a find your tribe find a group there are resources online that you can find um i prefer the the experiencer group uh, i like the format i like that uh you know it's not a cult i like that um it's you know all users are vetted you know there's no trolling there's no uh, bullshit um you know basically you know if if you want to be my friend uh check out the experiencer group because they vet everybody it's, it's basically like i have a a screener for anybody that wants to be my friend and uh you can't beat that um uh jay king does a a, a ton of work over there um, you, you may have heard him before he's, he's popping up on podcasts everywhere. He's blowing up right now. Uh, he was out there at Rice University as was, uh, Robin Lassiter, another great contributor to the experience group. Um, that weekend I, um, met a couple other friends that I want to shout out Carol Vance as well as as well as Andrea and Trevor. Uh, I spent a lot of time with those guys. And uh, great conversation. Uh, just a really cool, cool group. Um, it was my birthday on Saturday when I uh, started feeling weird. And uh, if, I, if that was my last night uh, on Earth, it wouldn't have been bad. It was a fun night. It was great. It was my uh, 41st, 41st birthday. Um, afterwards, hanging out at a bar, I went home to the hotel room and uh, went to bed. I didn't go. I didn't go crazy. I hadn't. I think I only had like three beers the entire night after dinner. Um, I got up early in the morning and felt like I had a fever. Uh, 
uh, went into the bathroom and uh, had an accident and uh, thought, well, fuck, this is 41. This is just what happens now. Um, <laughs> didn't think anything seriously wrong was happening. Um, I went about my morning, had a bit of a headache, so I grabbed some Advil downstairs, and by, you know, 10 or whatever it was that that Saturday conference was starting, I was there, and, uh, sitting in the auditorium, listening to a speaker, I had my phone balanced on my knee, and it slid off my knee. And the, the sensation that that made, the, the feeling on my knee of my phone sliding felt like a hot knife being dragged across my knee. So I just kind of stretched my leg out and rubbed it a minute and got up and walked around. Um, we took a break and uh, they had a cafeteria set up with refreshments. Um, I had, uh, I had brought my tri-field meter, which if, if anybody has seen, uh, the Skinwalker Ranch show, it's a little handheld device that measures electromagnetic radiation. Um, why do I have one? Just because I was watching that show and, uh, I went on Amazon and I ordered one. It's that simple. Uh, <laughs> but I, I had it with me because uh, I was staying in a few hotels that weekend and wanted to make sure um, I wasn't being uh, recorded or anything. Right? And don't act like you're not that crazy because there is a ton of TikToks out there of people doing that. Um, I know I'm not alone. Regardless, I had it. And uh, one of the guest speakers at the conference that weekend was Com Keller, the uh, author of the, uh, the, the, the big uh, Skinwalker books. So I said to my friends there, I said, hey, wouldn't it be funny if uh, I got him to sign my tri-field meter? And uh, Jay King thought it was funny, funny enough that that afternoon he said you know he's familiar with him he knows him he's talked to him before he goes hey i'm gonna introduce you to him go ahead get it signed it'd be awesome and i started to chicken out and uh he he pushed it and uh, i went along with it i'm glad i did because it was a really funny moment um he said oh hey come this is jim he has something to ask you and i just stood there looking dope and said and there's other people standing around, you know, he had a crowd. And I said, uh, uh, Mr. Kelleher, would you sign my tri-field meter? And he like just kind of froze and everybody else's stunned reactions looking around. <laughs> like, What's this guy doing? He's going to sign his little device. And, uh, I had a Sharpie on me and I handed it to calm and he, uh, graciously signed it. And uh, funny, he said, uh, you know, uh, we had these at the ranch, but we made them ourselves. Of course. 
course. So he had some he had some cool DOD contract to build his tri-field meters. Yeah, so if you uh, check out my Twitter, there are pictures of me with Colm Kelleher. Um, also, interestingly, in mid-stroke. So if you look closely at my uh, face, it's a little crooked. Didn't know it at the time. Yeah. Um, went, uh, went home that night. So that night was actually my birthday. And uh, came home. Um, actually, yeah, so that was Saturday night into Sunday. Uh, going, preparing to travel home, uh, carrying things in my left hand. I started dropping them. I had my cell phone in my hand, dropped it in the gutter. Uh, water bottle, dropped it. I just kept dropping things. Did not know anything was wrong. Uh, actually, I stayed at a hotel uh, where the first five or six floors were actually a hospital. I left. Um, the The airport sucked. There was, oh, God, there was, everything was being delayed. Everything was being canceled. Uh, it was late into the night, and I decided to let me rebook this flight for tomorrow and just get another room and call it just end my suffering I'm sure the stress of that didn't help I got home that uh, Monday morning flew home and I don't remember feeling anything except I twisted my knee so I kind of had some weakness in my leg I twisted my knee a bit trying to trying to get into my tiny little airplane chair But I uh, woke up Tuesday morning and got ready for work. I was there for only about an hour until uh, we catch up to where I said I couldn't couldn't take notes. I couldn't write, couldn't find the elevator button, and I got in the car to drive, which was also, I mean, you know, pretty stupid. I, I didn't know I was having stroke symptoms, but thank God I didn't get into a car accident on the way to the hospital. Somehow I got there. Uh, they told me I had a stroke. Uh, they brought me in for more scans. They told me they were going to put me in the ICU because of the medication that I was having to take at that point to bring my blood pressure under control required the ICU. Um throughout that day it gets foggy i really don't remember much um, my wife has told me you know i i uh, forgot her name i was asking for her by uh, calling her the loving one uh, i couldn't recognize uh, letters on a whiteboard um, i couldn't see very well uh, my peripheral vision was was bad uh, they kept asking me questions um, that I had a really hard time a answering I mean, my kids' names, um, where I was, who the president was. I was um, aware that I was pretty fucked up. Uh, I was in the ICU for three or four days, and then 
released to a lower level in there for about a week. Um, I won't get into all the horrible details. Um, being in the hospital sucks. Being in the ICU sucks. Uh, the delirium that sets in, especially when you have this massive brain injury. <clears throat> I was pretty sure at one point that I uh, was never going to see my kids again, that I was destined to be institutionalized. Um, real, uh, real heavy thoughts. But they told me once my vitals were uh, controlled that they wanted me to get to an acute rehab to begin rehabilitation. Uh, I knew at that point that that was my goal to get out of the hospital. That day came and, uh, once I got to the rehab, I knew my new goal was to convince the physical therapist there that I was safe enough <clears throat> to go home. <clears throat> they didn't want me, uh, standing. They didn't want me out of a wheelchair at that point. Anywhere I went, I had to be, uh, chaperone um you know that they had to make sure that i was safe uh, to, to take showers you know i had to be supervised taking a shower which typically you know i would have had a problem with that that's pretty weird right just showering with strangers spectating <clears throat> i did not give a shit i put on the best shower show i could I wanted to show these people that I was not going to get hurt at home, that I could do it. Uh, but the truth was I couldn't. I had a hard time. I uh, nearly fell a couple times. I knew that this was going to be a challenge. I eventually proved I had enough balance to come home. When I came home, I uh, still had trouble remembering things. I had weakness on my left side. I still had trouble talking. And not so much, you know, making noises, but just pulling words out of the air to that makes sense. Um, <clears throat> my... Uh, my longtime best friends from high school uh, flew up to Boston to meet me at home. And they, uh, they stayed with us for uh, that first weekend back home. Uh, I am super grateful for them, for Kristen and Sarah. I love them dearly. Um, they hung out with my daughter for a bit before I came home. Um, Sarah's into some, you know, occult shit too. She, she, uh, she, uh, showed us Friday night how to do sigils as we sat outside on her back deck. Um, I, I, I just, I really can't say enough about having friends like that. <clears throat> I don't know if I could have even gotten home without them. 
um, that first weekend that they were there, they came and left. Uh, my situation was still pretty difficult. Um, I was confused. I couldn't leave the TV on. I, I couldn't make sense of TV. It just seemed like somebody was just flipping through channels the entire time. I couldn't, I couldn't tell that I was watching one show or, or another. <clears throat> uh, I couldn't tell time. Um, I didn't understand what one o'clock meant. I didn't understand what three o'clock meant. I didn't know what you're supposed to do at three o'clock or one o'clock, whether you're supposed to be asleep or if it's dinner time or if you go home. Uh, I was just constantly in a state of free fall. I didn't know what to do with myself. Uh, I couldn't use the cell phone. I didn't couldn't make sense of the screen. Uh, things looked odd. They looked you know, like flat. Hard to describe. Um, I listened to music. That was wild. That was insane. Music sounded absolutely insane. Like, there was just other things that I songs that I knew, but things that I never heard in them before. Uh, it was music was the the number one thing that caught me down. Uh, I would put it on and uh, rock back and forth in my chair. Uh, and chill out. Um, it, it was around that time. Now, this gets weird. All right, so I just wanted to paint that picture of how fucked up I was. How, like, how serious this got. Um, because it gets, it gets weird now. Um, my recovery is miraculous. This, this first night after my friends left, uh, I was with my wife and, you know, the dreams that I've had been had, that I had been having the, in the days before were really weird. And, you know, my, my, um, my roommate in the rehab was having the same thing. He was telling me that his dreams were, boy, they're just, they were just really weird, just really weird dreams. And yeah, I was having really weird dreams too. They, uh, I had a dream that I was, uh, like honey, I shrunk the kids and there was a, a 1950s lawn and a lawnmower and I was watching the lawnmower from underneath in slow motion. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I had another dream where uh, I had a toy, like a little plinky toy in the shape of a guitar and it was very cheap. It was plastic like balsa wood and it had just had these little strings on it that when you tapped the strings, it made like a toy piano sound. And there were pairs of strings, so there were like two tones for each string set. And it just made a little plinky piano sound. And uh, the entire dream, it must have been hours, was me figuring out how to play a, uh, a song uh, by Tori Amos on it. Um, if anybody cares it's the song was china and the whole dream 
was figuring out the entire fucking song. Completely bizarre. Uh, The night that I was with my friends and we were making sigils outside, uh, it it crossed my mind, uh, oh yeah, um, aliens. I had been so busy being terrified of being insane and locked in a hospital or a rehab. I didn't have time to think about what I had been afraid of before for my entire life. And I looked to my left over my backyard and uh, like, you know, 45 degrees in the sky, I saw three red lights in a triangle pattern and the one to my left just started moving away from the other two and i thought oh okay okay and um i didn't say anything but my friend said hey did you see something and i just went yep So my first night after they left, I went to sleep and I met a new entity that I had never seen before. Um, I've seen, you know, the typical gray alien um, before, multiple times. This one was different. This one looked more human-like. It was, I'd say, paler, ashier. Um, But the most bizarre thing about it was I wasn't fearful of this one. And it became clear to me that I knew him. And I just say him because it It's a a male figure that I know. Um, It's somebody I'm acquainted with in real life. Which sounds odd. But he told me this is just what we have to do now. And I accepted it. And he used a, a device on me that I uh, describe as an electric oyster because it looks like you know if you can imagine an oyster shell has a lot of irregular it's a weird shape right on the outside if if you could draw an oyster close up on like the Nintendo 64 how it would look like polygons it was about that size and it would fit in your hand and it was it, it, it lit up with white light. Uh, this device flew around my head. It tracked around my head, covering every part of my head. It just buzzed around. And, and then that was it. Um, I woke up with very clear memories of that experience.
what it did, I don't know. But my recovery, you know, I said it was miraculous only because a, a commonality that I hear from the, the number of doctors and specialists and therapists that I interact with now is, oh, I'm surprised. I'm shocked that you're walking. And, uh, you know, we didn't think you were going to be able to swallow food. Uh, we didn't think, you know, you were going to live. You know, this is, uh, this is pretty crazy. Uh, I, uh, I hear it from therapists. They, they come in and they, they go, okay, well, you're walking. Are you home alone? No. Okay. Well, you're, oh, all right. Do you feel safe? Cause there's a surprise that like, I'm, I was up washing dishes the first time one of the therapists came to the house and, uh, asked me how I felt. They, uh did the the strength tests they tell you to you know squeeze their fingers and they tell you to lift your leg and they push down and you know i still had some weakness on the left side but nowhere near what they were expecting um the the early tests um that the speech therapist was doing they were like word puzzles or basic math uh, I was I was failing everyone miserably. I couldn't 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 find information. Uh, here's an example. They asked me what seventy minus one or I'm sorry one hundred minus seventy was, and I couldn't couldn't do it in my head. I couldn't start. I didn't understand like what a hundred was. I couldn't figure out where to where to get the answer or how to do it if even they said would you do you, do you want to, to write it out uh, which I couldn't do at the time but I didn't even know if I could write I didn't know what to do but I was thinking the number 30 which is the answer I didn't know it was the answer but I was thinking it because it was there but it was like a it was an, like a there on a on a single island surrounded by a hundred other islands and I was flying above all of this information that had nothing connecting it to anything. Um, that afternoon in the rehab, after she left, I got my cell phone and I did uh, the calculator and really saw that I thought it was 30 and didn't know why I thought it was 30. Um, somehow that it came back and it all came back quick. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm two months out now and, um, going for, you know, walks for about 40 minute walks. Um, um, cooking and cleaning. Um, I'm recording this. Uh, I, you know, I enjoy playing guitar. I still, I don't have that back. That's going to take uh, some work. Uh, so, you know, to, just to say this, this podcast, that first episode, I figured out that it'd be the format of just stringing together a couple of production pieces with some conversation was uh, a good way to go. Well, not anymore. Uh, it's not going to it's not going to it's not going to be that 
uh, things are gonna things are change up a little bit. I'll probably uh, have uh, more guests or you know coming in, and uh, I don't know, but my recovery. The one last point. Uh, you know, I my eyes were fucked up. I right now I can't drive. I my license is revoked or whatever you know it's 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 a no-go i have a really awesome uh placard though for parking and handicap spots so it's a trade-off uh but right now my main goal is to get my license back so i went to a, a doctor an eye doctor for a vision exam because they figured that's one thing that i'm gonna have to show that i can see and i have peripheral vision um she did a vision test and it looks like you know, like right on time, being 40 years old, my eyesight's kind of going. Uh, she determined that I have an astigmatism on the left side and gave me a prescription for glasses. Um, and said, all right, well, let me do a, an eye a health check and take a look uh, closer. And uh, she got in my eye and she's shining the light in my eye and looking all around. And goes to the other one and she's shining the light in the eye and she's looking all around. And she's taking her sweet ass time and I'm getting more and more nervous and uncomfortable because what's she doing? What's she looking at? And shining lights in my eyes. Um, not, not, uh, not fun for an experiencer, right? <clears throat> so she finishes up and she says, uh, uh, do you know you're a diabetic? And I said, no, um, no. And she goes, oh, well, they must have just done a zillion tests in the hospital and everything. They, they would have told you. I said, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm pretty sure I'm not diabetic. Why? She goes, because your, your eyes, the cornea, you have um, excessive damage from, you know, what looks like years of having diabetes. So right away, I was like, what does that mean? am I going to be blind? What, like, what are you telling me? Like, what's the prognosis for that? What's, you know, I had a million questions and she clamped up and she wouldn't say anything. Uh, she referred me to a specialist. So she referred me to an ophthalmologist in Boston and I had two weeks to wait for that appointment. So when that day finally came, I was pretty fucking nervous. I was called in and I sat down with um, like uh, an assistant or I don't, I don't know what the position is, but he, he he basically, you know, took all my information. He wanted, you know, all the medications I was on. It's all that stuff when you get set up with a new doctor. He did, you know, your weight and uh, he, he checked my blood pressure as well. Uh, just did all that stuff. You know, what's your medical history? What's your family history? All that. And then he did a quick vision test. And it was just one of the ones with like the screen across the room with the letters, uh, you know, in descending size. And uh, he said, all right. He's like, just uh, cover up this eye and uh, read the smallest one you can read. So I looked at the smallest one and I, and I read it off. And he goes, Okay, um, switch eyes and read the, the smallest one you can read. And I read it. 
And uh, he goes, well, he's like, I don't know if you should be that worried. He goes, because that was that was 2020. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. Um, just uh, come out here. We'll put the drops in and then I'll have you wait for uh, for the doctor. OK, so he went, you know, they gave me the drops that blow your pupils up and I'm sitting there for about another 20 minutes. And I'm thinking, like, what the fuck? Like, I just I just ordered glasses because my vision's fucked up or was fucked up two weeks ago and uh they're fucking expensive they're uh progressive lenses like what what am i gonna do with those now i have i have 2020 vision and i just bought fucking expensive eyeglasses just the glasses aren't important obviously but uh somehow my the damage in my eyes went away this specialist um looked at my eyes and he kept going back to the notes and he kept going back to the imagery that they had taken at the at the uh at the eye doctor uh the the the, the vision center that i went to had all of like the top-notch equipment that scans inside your eyeball so he had good imagery to, to, to work from and he kept referencing it and then looking directly into my eyes with that little scope and around the periphery of my eyes he said you know everything looks good uh you know there's some uh damage on the nerve and he goes but there's it's nothing pressing right now let's just let's just um you know monitor it and you know let's let's uh let's you know have you come back in a couple months so i left saying like what the fuck what the f like what 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 is that now is that is that normal does that happen i don't know as an experiencer the questions you have it's not do they ever get answered <laughs> like is there is there a point to even having them answered like if somebody said oh yes uh your your buddy uh from outer space yeah he fixed your eyes you just okay then you're you're uh you just go with it. I don't know. So that guy I know who I saw in that dream as another entity. Uh, I'll never bring it up if I see him. Because how can you? It's like, uh, hey, are you an alien? No. But what I do want to say is thank you uh for the awesome friends that i have that sent healing vibes my way this whole time um i i think that had something to do with it 
there's like no way I could I could express how thankful I am. Uh, I've been thinking about it for two months. Um, like I wish I could make something like something really like good to uh, or like I'm, I I just can't, I can't I just can't I can't tell you how thankful I am and how appreciative I am. Uh, for helping me because you did. And, uh, I'm a little, I'm a little tongue tied right now. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it here. Um, I want to do the next one. I want to do a regular one. I want to share some experiences and I want to talk some of you wacky folks. Take care.